Madam President. Senator from New Hampshire. I come to the floor this afternoon to express my profound disappointment. This is a sad moment in our nation's history. I, like all of us in the Senate, came to this body to try and make a difference for our constituents, to address the kitchen table issues that affect their everyday lives. Lowering prescription drug costs, rebuilding our crumbling infrastructure, making college more affordable, protecting our environment, helping our veterans, supporting our small businesses. So many of the things that I and others here have worked on. Now, critics have argued that the impeachment process is nothing more than a political attack orchestrated by those who have wanted to remove this president since his election. I flatly reject that argument. I have repeatedly expressed my reluctance to the use of impeachment. Unfortunately, it is this president's disturbing actions that have put us in this position. President Trump went to great lengths to try and force the Ukrainian president to help smear Joe Biden, his political rival. This scheme included withholding military aid and withholding a meeting at the White House with the Ukrainian president. Each of us here took an oath to support and defend the Constitution. And the Constitution requires us to do this job. It tells us that the Senate shall have the sole power to try all impeachments. And after the power to declare war, the power to impeach is among the most serious and consequential powers granted to Congress by our founding document. When we all stood here at the beginning of this trial, we took an oath to do, and I quote, impartial justice. That should mean a commitment to seek all of the facts. A fair trial means documents and witnesses, facts that will help us better understand the truth. Previous Senates understood this. In fact, every Senate impeachment trial in history included witnesses. Most recently, in the Judge Porteous impeachment trial in 2010, when I was one of the senators who served on that impeachment committee, we heard from 26 witnesses, 17 of whom had not testified before in the House. We believed then that Senate witnesses were important for an impeachment of a district court judge, federal district court judge. So why wouldn't we want witnesses in something as important as an impeachment of a sitting president. We know that documents exist that could help shed more light on this case. We also know of other witnesses with additional firsthand information that we have yet to hear from. We have one witness in particular, former National Security Advisor John Bolton, who has told the world he has relevant information and he's willing to testify. And yet, despite all of that, the Senate, on a partisan vote, refused to listen to Ambassador Bolton or any other witnesses. Members of this institution have willfully turned their backs on important, relevant, firsthand information. On the articles of impeachment before us, I've listened to the extensive arguments from both the House managers and the defense counsel for the president. 
I believe the evidence clearly shows that the President abused his power, which has been acknowledged by several Republican senators, and he obstructed Congress, which is why I will be supporting both articles of impeachment. On the first article of impeachment, it is my strong view that the House managers have proved that President Trump withheld military aid and a White House meeting from the government of Ukraine to further his own political interests in the upcoming presidential election and to damage the candidacy of his opponent. The evidence presented to the Senate was overwhelming. Further supporting the House manager's case, the Independent Gover Government Accountability Office, the GAO, concluded that the withholding of military aid to UK Ukraine was improper and illegal under the law. The nature of the President's offenses outlined in the articles strike at the very heart of our democratic system. Our founding fathers were very concerned about both foreign interference in our democracy and the executive abusing the powers of the office for electoral gain. James Madison warned of a president that, quote, might betray his trust to foreign powers, end quote. George Washington, in his farewell address, warned us all, quote, to be constantly awake since history and experience prove that foreign influence is one of the most baneful foes of Republican government, end quote. As a senator who sits on the Armed Services and Foreign Relations Committees, I am keenly aware of the serious national security interests that are at stake here. This body, the Senate, has been deeply supportive of an independent Ukraine and a strong U.S.-Ukraine relationship. And I've joined with senators from both sides of the aisle in support of providing lethal assistance to help Ukraine better defend itself from Russian aggression. We continue to do so because it is in our direct national security interest to support our partner in the midst of an active war with Russia, our adversary. And we know that Russia has serious designs on Eastern Europe. They're looking at ways to influence um, European countries, former Soviet republics, where they think they can make inroads. And Ukraine is standing at the wall between Eastern Europe and Russia. I also joined the bipartisan leadership of the Ukraine caucus in writing a letter expressing deep concerns over reports that aid to Ukraine was being held up. This September 2019 letter clearly stated that the administration's hold on assistance would do lasting damage to the Ukrainian military and would undo the progress made by Ukraine to defend itself. That was a bipartisan letter. Putting our national security at risk in order to secure personal political favors is an unacceptable abuse of power. And that is why we are here today. In response to the overwhelming evidence presented by the House managers, the President's counsels failed to refute these serious allegations. Their arguments that President Trump was focused only on the national interest are not supported by the facts. The President has never demonstrated an interest in rooting out corruption in Ukraine, 
and has a troubling pattern of personally seeking political dirt from foreign governments. I worry that this behavior will continue. The 2020 election is nine months away, and the President continues to suggest that he would consider receiving political help from foreign governments. Just recently, the President suggested that China should also investigate the Bidens. Now, with respect to the second article, dealing with obstruction of justice, the House managers have also presented overwhelming evidence that President Trump obstructed the investigation into his conduct toward Ukraine. The President has repeatedly denied the House of Representatives constitutional authority to conduct an impeachment inquiry. The President ordered federal agencies and officials to ignore all requests for documents and all subpoenas. Those agencies obeyed the President's order, and not a single document was turned over to the House. In total, Nine witnesses called by the House followed President Trump's order and refused to testify under subpoena in the impeachment proceedings. This is an unprecedented attempt to thwart Congress's constitutional authority to exercise the impeachment power. Even President Nixon instructed his White House staff to voluntarily appear before Congress and to testify under oath. Despite the administration's stonewalling, Many courageous officials did come forward to testify at great personal and professional expense. I want to thank those who testified. Their bravery and commitment to the truth should be commended. But if the President is allowed to completely stonewall congressional impeachment investigations into executive branch abuses, then the congressional power of impeachment is meaningless. As a senator, I never imagined I would have to participate in an impeachment trial of a sitting president. These proceedings cause strain and division, not just here in Congress, but across the country. I would much prefer that Congress be engaged in the critical bipartisan work that's needed on important issues, things that can improve lives across this country and move our nation forward. I hope that this body We'll move on from this disappointing day, and we'll get back to the business of the country. Thank you, Madam President. I yield the floor and note the absence of a quorum. Clark will call the roll. Mr. Alexander.